Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I am, I'm very excited for it. It should be a lot of fun. So that's in July. It's going to be hot as fuck, but otherwise I'm excited. (laughs) Maybe you could celebrate Christmas in July, just like we're celebrating Christmas in April this week. Happy Christmas in April. (laughs) Also happy April 25th, where it's not too hot and it's not too cold and all you need is a light jacket. Oh my god. How Today is April 25th. We're it recording is. this on April 25th. It's true. It's not April 25th when it's airing, but today is April no, 25th. No, but so. it's Christmas in April slash Miss Congeniality Day. So. Yes. Is yes. it, though? No, is this, does she say April 25th? Is that the answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh. he asked her what her perfect date is, and she says April 25th. <laughs> I, I thought it was earlier. I, I thought it was like April 5th or something, but sure. That um, would be too cold. This, obviously. The, perfect, the perfection of April 25th is it's not too hot, but it's also not too cold. But if it's too I mean, early in April, it could potentially be too cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I understand. I mean, in Chicago, <laughs> it's still too cold, but whatever. Yes, um, always. And snowing last week, just for fun. Snowing, snowing last week for fun, and tomorrow it's going to be like 70 degrees. So keep up. Anyway, (laughs) yay. Welcome to the Feeny Call. We're talking about a very Topanga Christmas. It's true. It is season five, episode 11, and I am Megan. I'm Skylar. This is a fun fact about the episode. It's the 100th episode of Boy Meets World. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's neat. Yeah. I like learning fun facts at the same time as our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like you know them half the time, though, because sometimes pretty well known and some of them are like surprise. And it's like, really? Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundredth episode. Wowie. Good for them. It's not our solid. It is. No, I guess it's we we surpassed 100 episodes because we did a couple bonuses, huh? I know, and I, I thought about it as I was writing down the fun fact. I was like, we didn't really celebrate our 100th. I don't even, what? I guess the 97th or 96th would have been our I mean, 100th. yeah, I guess I guess whatever it was, like, season five, episode, uh, like, seven or eight would have been our 100th. Yeah. Uh, those, aren't, those, aren't, those aren't great episodes, so we'll just, we'll just skip over it. We don't need to celebrate our 100th. It's not a big deal. We'll celebrate <laughs> okay. our uh, 150th. <laughs> whatever it is this is whatever we're we we got a holiday episode it's exciting yes we're doing christmas stuff christmas the snow's coming down this even is... though it's april <laughs> Caitlin this, I... in Chicago. anyway continue <laughs> sorry Jesus. that's okay this is um i like this christmas episode as a christmas episode i actually do too i don't know if it's my think favorite it's a... yeah but I do like it. I think mm-hmm. it, a very important lesson is learned in this episode because so far, or I should say the past two episodes, we've really seen Corey be a dick. And he's kind uh-huh. of a dick in this one as well. But Topanga is also kind of a dick in this one, too. So I feel like yeah. it's a, it kind of balances the scale a little bit because I then am like, okay, well, now I understand why Topanga is with Corey because she's also annoying. So <laughs> she checks out, I guess. So it does kind of equal the scale. It is my turn for a recap. All right. So I will go ahead and do that. Take it away. In three, two, one. 
it's Christmas and Topanga's parents left on a cruise for Barbados. She was like, screw it. I want to spend Christmas with Corey. And so she goes over to the Matthews and then she starts changing all the traditions like the tree and she wants cider instead of eggnog. And uh, Corey is getting really pissed about these things, but she's kind of walking all over him. So then uh, she tries to change one more thing. He gets so mad. He leaves. He goes over to Sean and Jack's. They're trying to figure out what they have in common because they've never celebrated Christmas together. And then uh, Corey has a dream about Feeney. It's Christmas Carol. And then he realizes he'd rather be with Topanga and goes home. <laughs> I, I forgot when I started, so I forgot when my stop was, and I was like, wait, I said three <laughs> seconds, and that's pretty nice. much it. It's pretty a much. Christmas Carol, but with no Christmas past and very limited Christmas. I mean, we the whole episode is Christmas present, so he only takes him to see Christmas Future, where Topanga's weirdly married to Jack. Not weirdly. <laughs> but Hilariously. also so funny, yes. <laughs> so what'd you learn? Uh, that compromise is an important piece of sharing your life with another person. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. And the frustrating thing is no one says it. No one says the word compromise, not Eric, not Alan. No one says it until Feeney as the ghost of Christmas past. And uh -huh. I kept like wanting to pull my hair out because I was like, okay, I get Eric doesn't get it because he hasn't, he's not married. He's never been in a really serious relationship, but like Alan should understand this. And Alan's just uh -huh. kind of leaning into it. And so I was kind of I was kind of angry with him a little bit. Mm. I like what Alan I like Alan's take on this. Um, do you? Be, I do. Be, be, the reason I like Alan's take on this is because in that position, I think I appreciate that he's like, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like in that like he doesn't I like that he doesn't get involved in it because I don't know. I, it's it's such a kind of, I don't know, one of those, not trivial, but one of those things where it's like, hey, dumbass. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> uh, sarcasm? Work, <laughs> work it out, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, like a tough love type of parenting situation? Kind of, yeah. Just like let it let, let him make his mistakes and, and learn from them, I feel yeah. like, which I, I respect. Um, what did you learn from this episode? I learned the same thing. Um, communication and compromise we are things that we need to have in order to have successful relationships. And really, mm -hmm. I mean, romantic and otherwise. We need to compromise in friendships and family relationships and all that. So, And boundaries and all that important mental health stuff. We yeah. need it. Yeah. Because it's good yeah. for us. And I'm just going to say it. Topanga? She sucks in this episode. She does. She's the worst. I just the worst. I don't I and she is usually so understanding and sweet and I get that she's missing her parents, which okay, first of all, if my parents were going on a cruise to Barbados, I'd go yeah, on right. a cruise to Barbados. I'd go a on the, school, I'd go on that cruise. A high school relationship? Come on. Go For on sure. that cruise. When are you going to get For enough sure. to do that? Absolutely. <sighs> That's where it all goes wrong, really. I think she's being passive aggressive because she actually wishes she was in Barbados with her parents. Should have gone on the cruise. Should have gone, gone on, the, on cruise. the cruise. But yeah, <laughs> she is the worst in this episode. So like I said, mm -hmm. I'm glad it kind of evens the scales a little bit because we've seen a lot of Corey be just a real shithead for two episodes now. Plus, yeah, I don't really... you know, a handful of other episodes, but. Right, right, right. I think that Corey, I mean, he... He behaves like a doormat and fails to communicate. Yeah. But but I don't begrudge his behavior too much no. in this episode. I don't either. For sure. It's uh yeah. he 
Yeah, he does. He does let her walk all over him. And I feel like the entire Matthews family kind of lets her walk all over them. And he's uh-huh. kind of uh, he's kind of being silly in the end when he like won't go home. And he's like, no, I'll just stay here. And it's like, OK, you're pouting. I get it. But Topanga also shows up to Jack and Sean's and offers a half-assed apology about it's a garbage apology yeah i'm sorry my family traditions are different than yours i'm like shut up i know i noticed that i'm glad you flagged that she apologized and she said i'm sorry my family's traditions are worse than yours or different than yours i'm gonna be at home whenever you want to come back and i said no 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 that's not why we're mad we're mad that you're being uh, a passive aggressive because here's the thing too Topanga never outright demands any of these things happen no either right like she just gets real passive aggressive about it and is like mm, yep. I want some cider which which the cider a reasonable request I actually don't give a shit about that I kind of take issue with the way she goes about it but I have no issue with the fact that she would like some cider present that's like a reasonable request though yeah. she like puts it out into the air super passive aggressively which bothers me mm-hmm. the the tree fuck off yeah no no that's <laughs> fuck not fuck right off <laughs> yeah that's absolutely not a even a reasonable request i'm gonna see no, how far let's say vermont to philadelphia let's see let's see how far I mean, the drive that is i don't know because... eric eric says 600 miles yeah that's from just like general Vermont to Philadelphia is six hours and 53 minutes. It's not depending on where they went in Vermont, depending on where they went. He says 600 miles. It only shows 432.2, but it depending on where they went in Vermont. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's true. Wow. That's ridiculous. Almost seven hours for a fucking Christmas tree. There's no Christmas tree farm in Philadelphia. You're telling me Topanga's family drives six hours for a Christmas tree every year? The fucking grocery store doesn't have a parking lot full of them. Right? Come on. (laughs) Ridiculous. So that's absurd, obviously. And and complete, you know, batshit crazy that they would acquiesce to that. Yeah, I just can't believe Alan is like, no, we're not driving all the way. He's like, we can go to a nursery here or we can like, I'm surprised that Alan was played along with that. Like Corey is one thing. If he and Topanga drove separately or even drag gra- dragged Eric along, then that's one thing. But I feel like Alan would not normally be OK with this. <laughs> and yet, yeah, I don't know. Kind of call me call me heartless. My him. ass. Yeah, my ass would be out here and saying like, oh, well, that's our tree. Yep. And like moving on, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have. We wouldn't have even entertained the notion of getting another one. It's, it's December twenty third, yeah, and I've already got my tree put up and decorated, and like no, there would be no even entertainment or idea of getting another. Nor would this farm have trees left. Okay, like no. that's also <laughs> absolutely not. No, it's ugh, all of it. All the tree nonsense is just exhausting to me Horse, yeah like horseshit. Not, it's horseshit even the pancakes like i don't mind the pancakes and obviously i prefer pancakes with sugar but like putting the powdered sugar on is like a cute little thing it's like snow and like that's cute the tree the really the tree thing and also opening presents on christmas eve instead of christmas day i'm like who who cares who cares right. that much right mm-hmm. are you that greedy that you can't wait like an extra nine hours to open your presents <laughs> to <Topanga? laughs> 
It's Ridiculous. so fucking stupid. I, I, when she, when he gets the syrup and she says, no, these get snow. I wanted to just like reach out and grab the syrup and be like, okay, they also have sap. And then also, pour it yes, <laughs> like, that would have been clever. Actually, I like. Like, that. bitch, they can have both. Okay, yep. <laughs> you can put your snow on, and then I'll put on the sap, and I'm gonna eat them the way that I right, want. Right, and then I'm gonna cut them up into indiscernible pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yep. Well, and I think Eric's the first one to point it out, and he's not necessarily Eric makes it a big gender thing. It's not a gender thing, but right. he. He is the first one to point out, like, hey, this is if you let her, like, if you're not communicating now, this is going to be the rest of your life. Like, if you can't stand up to her now and and say, hey, let's compromise, let's talk about this, let's communicate, it's going to be the rest of their lives. And so mm-hmm. Eric's kind of the first one to point it out. Alan kind of brings it home, but I also hate the fact that Alan... It shows me that Alan doesn't know how to compromise in his marriage, that he's not like, hey, maybe we should sleep through the night and then tomorrow we can sit down and have a conversation with a cup of coffee after the kids go to bed. That's, I think, why I didn't like Alan's whole thing is because Mm. also if someone wakes me at home, first of all, I don't like this like stereotype that they're trying to to create where a partner, a female partner is going to wake you up in the middle of the night to talk. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not being Mm -hmm. I will not be awoken. But also, I just think it's silly that, that that they've been married for so long and Alan hasn't stood up for himself and said, hey, can I sleep through the whole night? That would be kind of cool. I like that. And instead, <laughs> he gets up and builds models. And also, why doesn't he just go straight back to sleep? Like, if she's asleep and you're, it's 3 a.m., he's probably tired. He's probably half listening to everything she's saying anyway. So then I would just roll over and go back to sleep. But maybe he's up. When he's up, he's up. Maybe that's an Alan thing. Mm-hmm. Could be. That's kind of what we were led to believe with Corey. Now, I yeah, I mean, I will agree. Sarah sleeps like a rock through the night. I, I definitely wake up more often than she. Not that I ever, like, nudge her and bother her at that point either, though. Yep. Um, I have had, like, plenty. I've had restless nights where I wake up at, like, 2 or 3 in the morning and just, like, go out to the living room and, like, do something else or whatever for a while. I've been in that position, but I don't, I, I take that on me. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not trying to, <laughs> no, not trying no, to bring anyone water. down with me. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's so, that's so selfish. And here's the thing with Amy, like all she has to do is roll over. He's right there, but she fully goes and knocks on the door. Eric is also asleep in that room. They share a room. Oh no. Eric has in his own apartment, but no, never mind. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I take it back. But in the event that Eric were staying over for Christmas and not with Jack and Sean, Eric's also in that room, but he probably is staying in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Feeney comes in to read A Christmas Carol on the night before Christmas Eve, and then again on Christmas Eve? Why is he there right. the first time? He rolls in on the 23rd and says, tradition, but then like apparently it's a Christmas Eve tradition, so yeah. what's the truth? Is maybe like, it, is a, maybe it is a December... 23rd tradition but because they had to drive and get a christmas tree in vermont they couldn't i don't know the dress rehearsal is on the 23rd the dress rehearsal is on the 23rd i don't know i've always felt like it's weird that this i've always imagined i'm like do i want to sit and listen to someone read me a christmas carol for two hours probably now if it were william daniels sure you know (laughs) I would do that. There are people in the world who I would let them sit down and read me the entirety of A Christmas Carol or the phone book for that matter. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, absolutely. Like, if, I'm looking uh, at you, Allstate guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if like Randall Park wanted to sit down and read the phone book, sure. I I would sit and listen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else would I sit and listen to read the phone book? Um, Sam Jackson probably. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. That'd you be know, pretty funny. Um, With his little side comments, that would be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, anyone with a beautiful foreign accent. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Because uh, like, it's just so nice to hear. Yeah. So that being said, I suppose I would be okay with William Daniels reading me all the Christmas Carol, <laughs> but but I would not be okay with my next door neighbor, who is also my teacher, making a habit of coming over and reading a Christmas Carol. <laughs> uh, and also, why don't you just watch the movie together? Why doesn't everyone just sit around and watch the movie? We're I know, gonna right? do a Christmas Carol. I'm like that's where I'm at. I'm like if we're gonna settle in for two and a half hours or whatever. And yeah. listen to the story. We may as well get like the audiovisual entertainment of it instead of just the the oration and like mm-hmm. it's fucking nineteen hundred or something. Right. And this is the best we can do. Right. <laughs> if he really wants to read it out loud, he should do it in his classroom. Like maybe the last twenty minutes of every class for the like two weeks leading up to Christmas, you read a little bit mm-hmm. of a Christmas carol, and that's what we did. My. Uh, when I was in elementary school, we had like a reading hour after recess to like calm everyone back down. I think it's a great idea, but not yeah. for uh, not for you to just show up and be like, it's time. Also, he shows up and no one else is there. Like, where where is Amy? Where is Alan? Mm-hmm. Where is Morgan? It's just Topanga and Corey. And I think Eric is also in that scene. <laughs> so mm-hmm. where is everyone else? Oh. Now, you know, you know what I do love in this episode? What? The B plot. Eric and Jack. I, or Eric. Sean and Jack. Yes. Yeah. I love I love their little their interactions. They're the best. It's so mm-hmm. wholesome. They're so fun. It's a joy. I'm a big fan of, of it. And we just get to see them like now we have been focusing on other things like Sean and Angela and all of that for so long that we haven't really gotten a good Jack and Sean interaction about like oh yeah we're brothers but we don't really know each other that well and so this is kind of a a good resurgence of that where they actually find some happy medium ground and go ice skating and it's so sweet i love just like everything they say is is funny or sweet in this episode you know i am but a simple idiot or uh (laughs) (laughs) i don't really know her that well i hope to one day or uh, with during during the future bits i don't really know you very well but thanks for marrying me (laughs) love that I, I, and we haven't gotten a lot of good Jack moments because I feel like Jack is just kind of along for the ride. And then Eric has all of the comedic moments between the two of Mm -hmm. them. Now we get to see Jack a little bit, kind of have these funny comedic moments. And I, I love it. I think Matthew Lawrence is so funny. I think he has very good comedic timing. And even like his like side comments about like, I love skiing. I really love in France. And Sean's just like, Shut up. <laughs> yeah. His little side comments that he doesn't even, it's just like so, he's so um, privileged and he doesn't even recognize it. And then Sean is just like, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. Those of us in the trailer park just like to thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Such so a good. solid juxtaposition. And then Jack goes, we pray on the plane. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so Sarah decided during this episode that her vows at our wedding were going to be, I don't really know you that well, but thanks for marrying me. Oh, 
Great. Excellent. If that's in there, I will stand up and cheer. I'm like, yes! I know what that's from! Oh, I would also like to say, for the record, this is my humble opinion. Promise mm-hmm. rings are stupid, and no one should get Promise them for a significant other. Promise rings are stupid. Promise rings are That's stupid. That's the next thing we need to rail about. Promise rings mm-hmm. are dumb. Yep, they are. They're just the stupidest thing. Don't waste your money on a promise ring. Seriously, just don't. It's, it is it is truly that. A waste of money. N- unnecessary. Mm-hmm. We here at the Feeny Call hate promise rings. <laughs> it's true. It's a bit, we, Did you ever have a promise ring from a high school sweetheart? God, no, absolutely not. I had a, uh, like a purity ring, <laughs> like ah, brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you uh, go. That My, long. What's, uh, what's worse, a promise ring or a purity ring? Which one's oh, worse? Oh God. Uh, probably a purity ring. We say down with purity culture at the Feeny call and also down with promise rings. Really anything that starts mm-hmm. with a P. No, no, never mind. I take nope. it back. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We're down with Philadelphia. <laughs> awful, awful city. Pennsylvania as a Jesus. whole, just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're mostly just anti-pro, anti-promise ring, anti-purity ring. Anti-purity um, culture. Anti-purity culture. Purity culture in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the promise rings, dumb, 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 dumb. It's... You don't need a ring to say, hey, we're going to be together forever. Like, that's not how that works. You don't need that. And especially like a pre-wedding ring ring. Like, if you're like, yeah. hey, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And this is a symbol of the vows that we have made to one another. And we signed a marriage certificate. And we had witnesses. And legally, this is binding. That's a different story. But when you do none of those things and you just mm-hmm. get rings for each other that are pointless and probably super cheap i just can't period well, yeah i mean there's a there's a tremendous difference between a engagement ring a wedding band and a promise ring correct um, yes <laughs> those things are all tremendously different from the other and you know like i i bought an engagement ring for sarah and well i bought a stone and put it on my mom's engagement ring uh oh wait she's not using it anymore <laughs> No, my mom hasn't worn it for years. Uh, so she, so she gave me, she gave me her ring, but she, she still has the diamond, and so oh, I bought, nice. I bought a sapphire to set in it, and it's got two like diamond baguettes flanking it. Anyway, that's besides the point. So, so like Sarah, you know, I gave her an engagement ring. She has a wedding band. I am in the process of finding a wedding band, but that's because like we want them, you know, yeah. not because. And because you're getting married. And because we're getting Legally, married. You will be recognized whole... as married by the United States of America and the yeah. state of uh, Illinois. I was about yeah. to say Tennessee, and I was like, wait, you're not getting married in Tennessee. I mean, it still we will be recognized not. in Tennessee. It, but it is still honored. They do still honor it there, yeah. As soon as you show up, we're, you're like, we're married. And they're like, did you get married here? No. Okay, not forget in it. This you're not state, married. You're not. You wish, buddy. Anyway, so yes, that is a different thing. A promise ring between teenagers is stupid. And if you're a teenager, listens to this podcast, and you either have given or received a promise ring, I'm sorry that we shit all over that for you, but I'm not sorry. 
because it's true. But I'm not going to apologize for the way that I feel. Right, right. I'm sorry that you've had to listen to this, I guess. And I'm <laughs> sorry if it hurts your feelings, but I am not sorry that I said it, which is kind of like a Topanga apology because I'm not really apologizing to you. <laughs> At least you're apologizing for... Well, no. Yeah, no, it is. I'm sorry that our Feeny call traditions are different from your traditions. Um, yeah, and uh, we'll be waiting by the phone uh, for right. your when apology, you decide, actually. Right. Yep. We'll be waiting for when you decide that you're actually wrong and are the, the person who needs to generate a real apology here and do some yep. work. Yeah. Because clearly we are blameless. Uh, we the only fault we have is that we have a family with better traditions than yours. So, <laughs> which like here's the thing: as far as Topanga's Christmas versus the Matthews Christmas, I feel like I would enjoy Topanga's Christmas a little bit more. But that does not mean that she gets to come in and lord over the entire Matthews family. And Wait, say, no, no, no! This will be better. fun. Let's do this. Okay, eggnog or cider? Cider. Mmm, eggnog. Interesting. Uh, oh, are you a Matthews and I'm a Lawrence? <laughs> you're a Lawrence. Okay, real tree, real tree or fake tree? Real tree, hands down. Ooh, but I wouldn't drive six tree. hours for it. Absolutely not. And I will now, only get me... it from a local Christmas tree farm, and then it needs to be recycled afterwards. Right, I'm so very specific about. <laughs> well, but <laughs> you can call the recycling place and just be like, "Hey, I got a tree pickup," and they'll be like, "Great, be there Tuesday at 2. I'm pro fake tree, but not pro like silver tinsel, disgusting fake okay, tree. No. I'm pro like Looks artificial, true. but made to look genuine tree. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I I go back and forth. Being in an apartment now, I prefer a fake tree. I don't think I would get a real tree living in an apartment. But when I have a house, I would prefer a real tree. Mostly just because fake trees obviously are made out of plastic, and mm -hmm. I'm I try to eliminate plastic from my home. And since there are recycle centers for real trees, or I can honestly I can cut it up and I can put it in my compost. There are some options. So I. I I sound super pretentious right now, so I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so real tree fake tree, what comes next? Um, presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Yes. Um, I do know what? though, my brother's no, wife, her family celebrates Christmas Eve, and they'll open on Christmas Eve, which is why they come and celebrate Christmas Day with us, because her family does all their stuff on Christmas Eve. So I do know that's like so, a real thing. Yeah, I mean, Christmas Eve is is kind of a bigger deal, actually, in my house, but we don't do presents on Christmas Eve. Christmas okay. Eve is usually with my family when, like, we have the most, like, gathering and the biggest meal and the most formalities and celebration and drinking and la-di-da-di-da. Like, Christmas Eve is a full-day affair. Yeah. Whereas Christmas... And, like, so Christmas Eve was always, like, the big, like, we invite family friends and, and it's the big deal with everybody. Whereas mm. Christmas Day was smaller, the family opens mm -hmm. presents in the morning and then like lounges around in PJs all day and, and that's it. We used to do, one of my favorite Christmas memories was when my, my parents used to sing for like a Christmas concert at church. And so they would sing in what was called the living Christmas tree. They would build like a huge Christmas tree on stage for the choir to stand on. It was really cool. Uh, cool. Then afterwards, we'd do an open house and we would have people over and it would be like the entire like church or like the entire community and everyone would just come through. We'd have food. We would hang out 
with everyone. It was so fun. That's like, those yeah. are some of my favorite Christmas memories. And that would be Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, we would just do the family. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say actually, in the last two years, what I think we've done is we have done presents on Christmas Eve mm. because Sarah and I go usually to Knoxville to Tennessee and my parents on like the 23rd mm. and are there for like 23rd and the 24th. And then we leave Christmas morning mm, to mm. go to her parents and are there for like the 25th and 26th. Mm, that checks um, out. And, and so Christmas Eve is when like me and Sarah and my brothers are around. And then Trevor, my one of my brothers who is married as well, they usually do Christmas Day stuff with her family. So that's sure. kind of like Christmas. Now it's become that we start to do more Christmas Eve presents and all with my family. And then and Christmas you know, Day, we kind of scatter. And you know what that's called? Compromise. Compromise, baby. Ain't <laughs> nobody got to stick out their ass about it. It just seemed like the thing to do. Um, <laughs> what's the next? Uh, syrup or powdered sugar? Both. <laughs> I'll take both. Thank you. I'll take Please both. I don't. I, I will take both happily. When I was a kid, I didn't really. I was not interested in syrup. I don't know why. I just like was adverse to like wet food. I think. Um, and so I was like <laughs> a strict. I know it's a weird thing. I was pretty strictly powdered sugar as a child. But mm. yeah, no, I happily happily enjoy like butter syrup and powdered sugar now. <laughs> yep. What else does Topanga? What else? Um, she tries to act out the Christmas Carol, which I think. Oh yeah, should we should we listen? Fucking, to, listen to Feeny read Christmas Carol or share parts. I vote listen to Feeny because I, I would also go with listen to Feeny. I can, I, like they do. I can take a nap and I can. Uh, <laughs> we. It's just nice to sit and listen, like around the fire. It's almost like it's mm-hmm. like listening to a podcast. <gasps> wow. So, <laughs> I uh, I think I would prefer that over over acting it out. That's just a lot. Yeah, I agree. Especially um, since it's not a script. Like, it's not written like a script. It's written right, like a right, book. Right. Never mind the fact she's like, Morgan's going to be Tiny Tim. As if they've got enough people to, like, give everybody one part or something. Right. Like, Only one. And Tiny Tim's, everyone, like, kind of barely in it. He is. He Tiny Tim gets made a big deal in adaptations and mm-hmm. pop culture references but he in the in the novella is i don't know like he, he's mentioned a bit but he doesn't say or do much no, <laughs> the only thing that he's like really known for is isn't he the one who delivers the merry christmas one and all god bless us yeah everyone. god bless us everyone yeah <laughs> which is not how the book ends it's not the last thing in the book i think I honestly don't know if I've ever read A Christmas Carol. I've seen the movie. So, and the so I I read it in seventh grade and then saw, because we were going to see a play of it, and so we read it in seventh grade. And then I just reread it this past mm-hmm. Christmas, actually, to because I was nice. like, I don't know, I want to read this again. And if I remember correctly, it does not end with God bless us, everyone. It It ends with, and Tiny Tim, who did not die, um... <laughs> Which I remember thinking was hilarious because, so I, I got a particular copy of, oh, that's it. So it's, and so as Tiny Tim, who did not die, observed, <laughs> God bless us, everyone, <laughs> I think is the, the end. Okay. So I got, I got this particular copy of 
a Christmas Carol from the library that was like printed with the original manuscript beside it. Oh, cool. Um, and so it was like a revised manuscript printed alongside with an original manuscript. So you could kind of compare and the original manuscript does not have this part that says who did not die because apparently when it was originally published, that was a big problem. People voiced. They were like, well, what happens? Does I need to die or not? Um, <laughs> and so he reprinted it and added who did not die. Thank God. Yeah, so it's Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. But apparently in the original, it was, and to Tiny Tim, he was the second father. And then, like, moves on. And so people were like, what well, did he die? <laughs> Wait, we have to know. It does, in fact. I was wrong. For what it's worth, I was on my high horse. It does end with, and so as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. That's cute, though. I think that's a good ending. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I reread it, and I was like, yeah, this book's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, I guess. That's fine. That's fine. Who's your MVP? Mm, the Ghost of Christmas Future? <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote that, but I can't decide if that's Feeney or not. I guess it's kind I don't of Corey subconscious, it... so it is just really yeah. the Ghost of Christmas Past. I feel like it goes to the Ghost of Christmas Future as its own. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. That's fair. I agree. I think it's the ghost of Christmas future simply because, again, he's the first person who comes in and says, hey, there's this funny word. Let me tell you it. It is compromise and you need it. And here we are. If you don't have it, this is what happens. So maybe communicate with your significant other and things will get better. And no one else says that, really. So I appreciate yeah. I appreciate uh, the ghost for saying that. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> that's another, that can go in the one-off pile with Ubaldo. Yes, Ubaldo. Ubaldo, there's like the car dealer in there somewhere. I think he have, I gave Aunt Prue one at some point. There's some one-offs, good one-offs. Okay, well, I think that's that. I think it is. That's all, all my right. notes. Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And as Tiny Tim, who did not die, observed... <laughs> God bless us, everyone. It's so <laughs> funny because you can see in the original manuscript when they printed it that like it's not there, and then there's like a little note <laughs> that he like <laughs> scribbled that in as an, an addition for the second printing, and it's because they're just like just to clarify <laughs> complaints. I know it's so, and it's so it's so like fucking um, blunt, and it's like. <laughs> Yep. When you when you know that it was put in there that way, you can't help but read it as like Aunt Tiny Tim, who did not die. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like if you're casually reading the book and then you look, you have to like look up and like make eye contact with every single person who's listening. It's like and Tiny Tim, who didn't, who did not die, looking right, up, like, making sure you got that it, everyone knows. Got it, everyone, got it. Is everyone clear on that? Okay, we can keep going. That's yeah, pretty funny. Pretty much. All right. Well, well thank you all for listening. Yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> we're on all the things. Uh, Instagram at the Feeny Call Podcast, at uh, Feeny Call on Twitter and Facebook. And you can send us an email, Feeny Call Podcast at Gmail. You can also leave us a voicemail because we love to hear your lovely voices. We have some good episodes coming up. So let us know if you have any questions, if you have thoughts and feelings on, uh, you know, Linda Cardellini or any of that. Uh, that's coming up pretty quickly. So we're also making our way out of 1997, moving into 1998. I think that might be the next episode, but we'll keep you posted on that. That's all. Thanks for listening, you guys.
As always, class dismissed.